Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Okay. Last week, um, we explored the the topic, um, am I good enough? And I hope you know the answer to that. but I wanted to um, follow up with, uh, with this evening to explore the theme of confidence. Confidence. It's such a... Uh, it's an interesting word. We want it so much, and sometimes it seems so hard to, uh, to access... In the uh, Buddhist um, teachings on the five faculties, one of the five spiritual faculties, the first one is sadha, S-A-D-D-H-A, which often is translated as faith, also sometimes as trust, conviction, or confidence. This is a one of the five spiritual faculties, and also, actually, it's the one list that each of the five become, uh, when they become developed, are called five spiritual powers. They open up into a real power. So confidence, is it's actually, there is a power in it. I was, I meant to find the um, etymology of the word, because I was trying to think confidence with, and I think uh, the feed is either uh, truth or I wonder if there's faith in there. Does anybody know? It is faith. Is it with faith? That's what I was thinking, with faith. Confidence. And some people just seem to exude it, and others have such a hard time accessing it, or you can be both ends of that spectrum within yourself. I just got a, um, an email from somebody who was teaching a couple of, a couple of uh, classes one night and then the second night, the same exact material. And they said, the first night, it was just all happening on a roll. It was like just effortless and in the zone, they said. And then the second night, same material, just, I said, I think everybody got it, but it felt so different inside. You know that feeling? It's so fascinating. What is confidence anyway? There's a, I love this line by Henry Ford. He says, there are, there are those who think they can and those who think they can't. And they're both right. Because it's all in the mind, isn't it? And when fear is present in the mind, when there's contraction, when there's anxiety, when there's worry, when there's a focus on what can go wrong, oh, I hope I don't blow it, you know, which is a natural enough thing to 
think. I hope I don't blow it. That is a prescription for suffering. And I, I, as I was putting these thoughts together, I, I recall when I was a, a, a little kid, I was probably about seven years old, my uh, father was teaching me to ride a bike on my block in, in Queens, in Elmhurst, Queens, Hampton Street. And uh, it was a Sunday. And you know that where you, at some point you just want, want the kid to go on their own and, uh, and you let go and just hope now that the training wheels are off, you know, everything is fine. Well, I, I was driving down, uh, riding down the street and at, at some point there was some, there were some people out on the sidewalk and there was a baby carriage there. <laughs> And I remember, I hadn't thought about this in years, but my mind went, I hope I don't go into the baby carriage. I hope I don't go into the baby carriage. And it was like there was this radar. And I went into the baby carriage. And I was traumatized for like the next, you know, five years I didn't ride a bike, you know. That's how the mind goes. I hope I don't. Because mm. your mind doesn't, it, it doesn't, the universe doesn't care whether you think yes or no. You think something, and that's what you start manifesting. And as we start thinking about how things can go wrong, all our confidence drains. <laughs> it's funny now, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't funny then, but yeah. Just keep that. I did it for you. You don't have to uh, go there. When the focus is on me, uh-oh, how am I doing? Then whether it's fear or worry, as I say, or wanting to impress, that's another one. Gee, I hope, I hope I... I can impress somebody, you know. Well, when somebody's trying to be impressive, it's not very impressive, is it? Is it? But when you're, you're just yourself, then things seem to work out. We can be so mm, timid that, and we think, we might think that, oh, well, I'm deferring, I, I'm not boasting, I'm not, I'm not being full of myself, but that is just another um, conceit of I am, as the Buddha says. Uh, and there's a, a line, I love Trungpa Rinpoche's line, timidity is just another ego trip. Because it's all about yourself. Uh-oh, I wonder how I'm doing. Oh no, dare I... I was thinking about the, the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock this morning. Dare I eat a peach? I think that's in there. Dare I eat a peach? Oh, my goodness. Um, so first, I just want to uh, have you reflect for a moment. Um, when, are you, when are you not confident? Just go inside for a moment and reflect. You might think of situations particularly you're not confident and make, uh, bring one up to mind.
And as you think of this, just get a sense of what blocks your confidence? What gets in the way when that's going on? What is it that interrupts that connection? Whether it's the thoughts in the mind or the belief or the external situation, what thoughts come up that get in the way? See this with great compassion. You're not alone. Take a couple of breaths and erase the, the board. I won't leave you here. And think of a, a situation or some, some circumstance when you are confident. What's going on there? What supports you? What allows you to be confident? And what is the experience as you connect with it? What's the experience of confidence for you? There's no one right answer. How does it manifest? How would you describe it? If you're in touch with it, how does it feel in the body? Okay. I think to make this uh, a bit more alive, I'd like you to just uh, turn to somebody near you. It could be two or uh, three like, uh, and just talk, oh, for the next four or five minutes, I'll let you know when it's halfway on uh, what you get in touch with, when you're confident, what supports your confidence, or anything that might have come up from that. Yes? Some, it doesn't matter whether you know or don't know, but you can just turn to anyone. And if you're looking for somebody, raise your hand and uh, just turn around. Right. Pause it for a moment right now. So uh, you can thank your partner and come on back. I'll use this. Well, uh, oh, is it okay? Oh, is it okay? We can use this as the. Um, so, gosh, I almost feel like you know you were giving yourselves the perfect Dharma talk, and uh, I'm interrupting it. So, 
forgive me. You, I, there was a lot, I could feel there was a lot of wisdom going on right now in the room, so I'm, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt, but maybe it sparked some, some thoughts. Uh, let's just check in for a few moments. What, uh, what supports your confidence, or what's going on when there's confidence uh, for you? If we can just call out a, a few. When I like myself, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Ah, when I have faith that I'm doing the right thing. Great. When I'm grounded. Silence. Okay, raise your hand so I get it. Great. When things seem easy, yes. Mindfulness. Feel at home. That's a good one, Lisa. Ah, not judging myself. When I'm secure in my abilities. Beautiful. Michael. When I'm out of my mind. Yeah. (laughs) And you can... (laughs) Yes, that's what we're all going for. (laughs) Yes. Expansive. Great. Just uh, one more. Ah, when, when it's okay, whatever is happening, okay, beautiful. Okay, well, that's the talk. Um, I'll, say, I'll say a few words myself. Let's see if we can fit this. I, I do have a few things I want to say. Um, when, you're, um, yeah, when you're really, uh, when you're at home with what you're saying, one thing that, that occurs to me uh, right off the bat is um, when you're passionate about something, you know, I was, like I was just thinking about Laurie uh, coming up here and, and talking about it. Were you, when you started, well, you've been teaching for ages, but were you, were you as you got into it, were you? Yeah, there are some places where, where you're like that. But just when you're in the middle of it, you could feel her passion. Right? It was like there was something else coming out of, of her. When you're speaking right from your heart, then something wants to come out. When you're, you're so aligned with the truth that it's using you to come out, that you're not in the way. I wanted to read a, a, a beautiful piece uh, from Patricia Ellsberg's talking about about this you know patricia and daniel ellsberg if you aren't old enough uh, kind of turned this country around with the release of the pentagon papers and he was up for oh well i think it says it right here um gandhi lived oh out of this comes a deep respect for all life and a commitment to non-harming and non-violence even those even towards those we would call enemies Gandhi lived by the principle behind this, which he called satyagraha, holding to the truth. He spoke of the power that arises from this practice as truth force or soul force. When one is aligned with the force of truth, integrity has a unique and profound power. In 1971, during the first year of our marriage, I helped my husband, Daniel Ellsberg, release the press to the press top-secret documents confirming that Congress and the American public had been misled into entering the war in Vietnam. 
Even though he faced going to prison for the rest of his life, Dan felt compelled to reveal the truth. I remember the day we stood in front of a bank of cameras and shouting reporters, and Dan took full responsibility for the release of the papers. We were holding hands in the middle of that chaos, and it was as if we were in an electric current of great power. I believe this was an experience of truth force. All of us can access that power when we act with integrity, the integrity that flows out of recognizing the truth of our oneness. Wholesome states such as kindness, compassion, and service cultivate the integrity that opens to that opens us to that power. When you're so aligned with the truth, by the way, that's going to be in the, in the book. Um, when you're so aligned with the truth that it's using you to express itself, there's no room for doubt. And there's a, a, an incredible picture that I that uh, Patricia and Daniel have of. This, of exactly that moment, these bank of cameras and, and microphones all sh- in their face, and there's just this centeredness as they are just, just speaking their truth. It's a very moving picture. When you believe in something that much, there's an, a certain energy exchange, and you're not in the way at all. And as Michael said, confidence is, is getting out of your mind or getting out of your head that says, how am I doing? And you become what they call in the flow. You know that feeling of being in the flow, that athletes have it where you just, you've practiced, practiced so much. Sometimes it takes real practice and repetition that you know what you're doing, and you're not thinking about things. I remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, when the Lakers won the um, the championship, basketball championship, and their their coach, uh, Phil Jackson, is a meditator for many years. He has a fantastic book called Sacred Hoops. And at the very end, when the championship, the last game, uh, when Kobe Bryant was MVP, and uh, the... the um, Announcer said, "Well, what? Um, what was? What's your secret? You know, what? Why is this team so good?" And he said, "Coach just keeps on telling us, be in the moment, be in the moment. Don't think about it. As soon as you think about it, you're in trouble. You just be in the moment, and it can all come through." And they would practice mindfulness. Actually, a guy named George Mumford would come and and teach the players mindfulness. He did that with the Lakers for three years when they won the championships and the Chicago Bulls for three years when they won the championships. George Mumford would come in and teach, teach mindfulness. Just be in the moment, get out of your head, not in the way, and just letting life move through you and then you're in the flow. I remember a, a, a number of years... Um, Ago, there was a 60-minute segment um, with Woody Allen. It's great, great segment, and and he was asked, um, you know, how how did you get to be this funny? You know, how how come you're so funny? And Woody Allen said, um, you know, I don't know. It was always this way. I just open up my mouth, and I'm amazed w- by what comes out myself. You know. <laughs> I could never try to be funny. As soon as I try to be funny, it's 
pathetic. But he just had a gift. And he doesn't let his mind get in the way. He just allows it to come through, which is how creativity works. It wants to move through us. We can't take credit, oh, I'm such a creative person. In a way, it's a gift, whatever your gift is, whether it's um, writing or dancing or singing or whatever. It's like you get out of the way and then something comes through you. That's much larger than you. When I, I you know, I give, a, I give talks regularly. And I, I said last week, I was very, very shy as a kid, like painfully shy. And if I were here thinking, oh, I hope I give a good talk tonight, it would be deadly. But... Somehow, at when you've been doing, and for the first few years, it was deadly. Uh, <laughs> but after a while, you, there's a kind of, especially when, when, when you really are just wanting to honor the Dharma, um, it's like you open up to this channel, and it's, you know, it looks like I'm giving the talk, on the one hand, I'm not giving the talk. I'm just kind of a mouthpiece and being used. And hopefully it's making some sense. But if I'm there saying, oh, my God, I'm, what am I saying here? I'm, I'm, I'm making a fool of myself. You get smaller. I know that feeling, too. There, it just all the, the connection to the truth gets cut off. So it's really about letting life move through you. And that comes with practice. When you think about the things that you do well or that you love to do, like dancing, do you, do you, do you stop and think, oh, I hope I'm, gonna be, I'm dancing well right now? It just doesn't work. But it's allowing that energy to move through you. Or when I, here, when I sing, right? When I sing with people, now I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm okay, but I don't have a voice like, you know, Eve Decker or Betsy Rose. And I just like to sing with people, or Lisa Turetsky over there. Uh, I just like to sing with people, and I figure if I'm having fun, then everybody else will have fun. Isn't that how it works? Because if somebody is up there saying, you know, oh, God, I hope I'm not, I, you know, then you, you feel like you've got to take care of them. And you're not having fun. But if somebody is having fun or is relaxed enough to just be themselves, it puts everybody else at ease. And it's like, oh, we can all just hang out here together. It's just this mysterious thing that somehow gets beyond the the thinking mind, the contracted mind that says, oh, am I good enough? And this takes practice, mindfulness practice. I want to just share a few more things. Ooh. That with, with practice, when you're willing to make mistakes, when you're willing to just be yourself, then something else comes through you, and it's not you. That's the thing. You know, we, I've mentioned it before. We talk about personal power. 
It's not personal power. It's impersonal power. The real personal power isn't, well, I think I've got it together. It's like, oh, you get out of the way enough for that power to use you, that power of truth. And it's really letting your true nature shine through, whether it's love, you call it love or awareness or consciousness or joy or compassion or creativity. It shines through effortlessly. Oh, this is from Obama. This is a beautiful interview about him um, uh, on his spiritual roots. He says, um, it's interesting. This is after he was, uh, he was elected uh, state senator. Uh, it's interesting, particularly now after this election, uh, it comes with a lot of celebrity. And I always think of politics as having two sides. There's a vanity aspect of politics, and then there's a substantive part of politics. Now, you need some sizzle with the stake to be effective, but I think it's easy to get swept up in the vanity side of it, the desire to be liked and recognized and important. It's important for me throughout the day to measure and to take stock and to say, now... Am I doing this because I think it's advantageous to me politically or because I think it has the right, because it's the right thing to do? Am I doing this to get my name in the papers or am I doing this because it's necessary to accomplish my motives? It's interesting. The most powerful political movements for me come when I feel like my actions are aligned with a certain truth. I can feel it. When I'm talking to a group and I'm saying something truthful, I can feel a power that comes out of those statements that is different from when I'm just being glib or clever. Nice to have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a, a beautiful line by Wei Wu Wei, who's this... Uh, he's actually an Englishman, but uh, did a lot of... Uh, uh, Dharma writing. He says, true humility is the absence of anyone to be proud. It's not like, oh yes, I'm very humble. It's like there's, no, there's nobody there to say, look at me. So I want to just mention a few ways that I see in the remaining minutes how practice can be used to develop confidence. First, as you explore your situation, to really see all the thoughts that get in the way. They will get in the way, and you can see them either with judgment or appreciation that you're noticing, just like I said at the beginning uh, in the instructions. When you see that you're lost, when you see you're caught, instead of saying, oh, there I am, lost again, it's like, oh, I see you. I see you, Mara. How wonderful to be able to see it. I remember when, I, when Adam, who's now 22, was young. He was like five or so, five or six. I think I mentioned it before. And, and I, I um, somehow he got it. And he'd, he'd call, call out, Daddy, I'm having a negative thought right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. One time Ajahn Amaro was over at our house and just blew his mind. Wow, what's that kid about? You know? 
Daddy, I'm having a negative thought right now. If you can just be like a little kid, I'm, oh, I'm having a negative thought right now. That's what's going on. And not, not feeding it by saying, oh, how terrible, but just seeing those thoughts come from nowhere. They come from nowhere. They go if you let them, if you allow them. Or, as I was sharing with Jane, uh, a, a secret practice of mine, and I don't think I've ever shared it. Uh, so I'm, I'm giving you a, a secret teaching today. All right. My personal secret teaching. When I see a thought, like I'm, I'm driving, I used to have every, every now and then I have thoughts of a car accident. Anybody ever have that? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you can feed it. It's kind of like the, 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 uh, the modern version of the bicycle, right? You say, oh, I hope I don't have a car accident now, you know. And I learned over those day, over those years, when I have that thought, it's like um, I use the mental note thinking and I use it like a ray gun. I don't know if, if you were old enough to... To, to, in the days of ray guns, you know, Captain Video or something like that. And I would just see that image and I'd just go, oh, thinking. And just dissolve. Like in Tibetan, it's called self-liberating thoughts, but I helped it along a little bit. With, I would help it with a little ray gun. You know. Oh, thinking, you know, like that. Honestly, this is, this is, the, this is what I do, right? <laughs> Try it. You might, you might really find it's helpful, you know. Oh, thinking. So there's the ray gun practice. S- uh, substituting what you, what you, when your mind goes to what you don't want to happen, substitute what you do want to happen. This is right out of the Buddha's discourse, Majima 20, where he says, substitute those those. Uh, unwholesome thoughts, those confused thoughts with wholesome thoughts. Because the more you can do that, your mind just orients that way and the universe seems to respond. Doesn't it? So you might even, in those moments where you're about to give your talk or do your thing uh, that that might be uh, tense, just keep on visualizing Feeling it in your body, just like the athletes do, of this being a really wonderful experience. When I give talks, actually, for many years, I don't do it so much now, but for many years, I sometimes, uh, where where my trap would get into, where I get into, is being really serious. Sometimes I think, oh, this is... This is heavy dharma, and I kind of get into a serious mode, and it would just be really, uh, I'd, I'd lose the vitality. And for me, I'd say to myself, I'd just remind myself after I had my, my few little intentions, I'd just use, I'd say the word to myself, playful, be playful, or playfulness. And it's not that I had to be a stand-up comedian, but just that word would help me relax a little bit. And I just have an image of myself having a good time. Whatever you, works for you, whatever you need. Maybe you need, um, you know, gravitas. Who knows? But probably a little bit of lightness and playfulness and spaciousness just um, shakes out the, the contraction. 
being aligned, when you know you're aligned with the truth, trust that. When you're saying what's true and you're saying it skillful and you're saying it in a, in a, a kind way, just trust that the truth is using you. It's not up to you to, to figure out you know, how it's being received on the other side after you've done as best you can a job of coming from your heart. Just know that the truth is what sets us free. And to get out of the way. It's really confidence practice is really a not to practice, a not to being, that not self. Because in the moment of mindfulness, you don't have to make the moment happen. You don't have to make the breath happen. You don't have to make the awareness happen. In the moment that you're mindful and you're present and you're aligned with truth, you just allow yourself to be. And in that, you find something deeper inside you than you realized was there. And I'm just remembering uh, one of my favorite Cat Stevens lines. I, was, I am still a big Cat Stevens fan. Yusuf Islam. I'm a big Yusuf Islam fan, too. Another Cup is a great, great album. And uh, from the, the song, The Road to Find Out, and that's the line he says, Well, I found my head one day when I wasn't even trying. That's it. When you're not even trying. The more you try, the harder you try, the tighter you get. The more you trust, the more you allow life to move through you. Last week I, I talked about the, the third Zen patriarch to be without anxiety about non-perfection because the non-dual where you're, you're not separate, the non-dual is one with the trusting mind versus on the faith mind. It's getting out of the way and just allowing the truth and your good heart to shine through. And it can't help but touch others. It's got to, because the truth is just seeking itself through us. You don't have to wonder if you're good enough. Just let yourself be used, and you'll be more than you could ever imagine. And this is a practice, so you just take it a little at a time and rejoice every time that you allow yourself to be used that way. So it's time to go. Unfortunately, we don't have time for discussion, but um, just play around with that. Be allowing to be used. And just uh, feel your own good heart right now. Let yourself feel life moving through you. It uses you all the time, uses this form to know itself. And honor it with some kind thoughts. May this 
mind body called me open to all the happiness coming its way may i stay connected with the truth and let it come through me may i stay connected with this good heart inside and let it be where i live from and act from may i share my love well and wisdom and then extending that to all beings may all just as i want to be happy may all be happy may all find peace may all be aligned with truth and share their love well and may our coming here together be of benefit to ourselves to everyone in our lives and to all beings everywhere may all beings find happiness and peace great evening, great week. Thanks, Lori, for coming and sharing about Mindful Schools. See ya. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.